0: Hi Moms, I'm Becca Carnahan.
1: And I'm Marie Tremblay.
0: We're two mom friends and career development professionals here to help you answer that big question. What do I want to be
1: when I grow up? Just because we're moms now doesn't mean we're all the way grown up yet. I know I'm not. Me neither, and we want to give you permission to grow, change, and evolve as a parent and professional.
0: By sharing real stories from real moms, we're going to help you navigate the mother identity shift career changes, work-life balance questions,
1: and more. Are you ready to keep growing up with us?
0: Yes, then let's do this. Hi, everyone. Marie and I are super excited to have a guest here today. And we are going to be welcoming our friend, Belinda. And this is actually one of our several guests from our town. So you mentioned before, Marie, you and I are friends here in town. And we have some amazing other friends here in town uh, who are doing really cool work. So let me introduce you to Belinda. So Belinda Rosenblum is a CPA and profit strategist of Own Your Money. She helps female entrepreneurs bust their income ceiling and better monetize their expertise and their energy. Inside her signature Cashflow CEO Accelerator program, which is reopening actually today, February 5th, uh, she helps female coaches and experts scale well beyond six figures by being strategic with what they're selling so they aren't working so hard. Even if money isn't their forte, they discover how to manage and plan their business money so they take control of their profits and reclaim the freedom that started their business, they started the business for in the first place. And on a personal level, um, Belinda and I worked together. Belinda was my coach, um, and I was her daughter's coach. Uh, So, (laughs) Belinda's also a mom. I was um, her daughter's soccer coach, and that's how this whole thing got kicked off. So, welcome, Belinda. Thank
2: you so much. It's fun to be here. And then I, I, you know, I was chatting with my husband about it, and I think Marie's husband was also my daughter's soccer coach. That's so true. Like
0: yep. Have it full circle now. <laughs> Marie is with me too. The families yeah. are just coaching each other. I love it. This is great.
1: Well, actually, I think it's the year that my husband was coaching with Becca. Oh, it might oh, have been. Yes, actually,
0: yeah. Oh, so okay, funny. look at that. Uh-huh. So this is all our circles are coming together here, and we love that when you can. And you can network in the most unexpected places because that's how Belinda and I got to know each other was through soccer. And we're, we're really thrilled to have you here, Belinda, to t- tell us more about all of your work and the the huge impact that you make on people's lives. So I'll turn it over to Marie to, to kick things off from here.
1: Money can obviously be an intimidating topic for many people, um, how to make it, how to manage it, how to save it. So, how do you help people navigate the money's hard mindset?
2: Sure. So, um, I love this. And I actually, I've been doing this now for 16 years, which is crazy, kind of like a dinosaur (laughs) or pro, depending on how you want to look at it. Right. But, um, and that was after quite a um, 16 plus year corporate career as well. And, And i literally wrote a book on it called self-worth to net worth and what i realized is that we're the ones making it hard like we're the ones deciding that it's hard but really we don't have to believe the fourth grade math teacher that told us that we weren't good at math like we can do the math that is our money management you know and that when when we stop and we think wait a second i don't actually have to believe everything that i think Like, just because you tell yourself something again and again doesn't make it true. It can still be a lie. It's just Mm -hmm. a pattern of a thought that we keep telling ourselves that money is hard. And then it's like, if you take a step back and it's like, well, actually, when it comes to personal finance, it's how much am I bringing in? How much is going out? What's left, right? How much can I save? How much can I spend? And it's it doesn't have to be so hard. You know, it's just that we're the ones putting so many old stories on it that feel like we we are making it hard for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is just stopping to recognize, like, wait a second, you can do two plus two, you could do, you know, 100 minus 80 equals 20. (laughs) You can do this. math. The other thing is that like, we all have phones nowadays, you can't tell me you're probably listening to this podcast on a phone, right? We all have phones. And they have amazing things like calculators on there. Mm -hmm. And we have spreadsheets. And we have Google Sheets. And we have like, more apps than I can count, right, that can help us do this for us. And I think if we stop, and we recognize like, Wait a second, why do I still believe that money is hard? Like I am here to disrupt your thinking around money and to think like, well, wait a second, what if that wasn't true? What if money felt easy? Making it, saving it, spending it, then what would become possible? It's interesting. I was listening to all of your um to your podcast last week about visioning, right? And it's like what is what is making money easy look like? Right? Like what could how could you take that image in your head instead of the money has to be hard. You know, and I know I have we have to change some old stories. And inside Cashflow CO, CEO, we have a whole thing on rewriting your money story, because I know it's deep. I do an exercise even in the book on that. Because when you can start to tap into when you decided that money was hard, you can change that decision, because usually it's the decision of like an eight year old, or 10 year old, and we're older now, we can make better decisions.
0: It's such a good exercise. And I can say that I've done this exercise with Belinda. And there's a personal anecdote here. When I was going through this exercise, it was definitely a big light bulb moment for me. And I remember saying to you, Belinda, and this was a, a few years ago now at this point, oh my gosh, I don't talk to my clients much about money. I kind of shy away from talking about money. And why is that? It's because I have my own thoughts and feelings about money that I need to work through. And now Marie sees it on coaching calls. I talk about money all the time. Mm. We we bring it up. We talk about it because it's important. It's careers. We're not Mm -hmm. talking about finding a hobby. We're talking about finding a career that is going to fund the life that you want. So let's figure out how much money you need to make and own that. Do some of the simple math to figure it out. So that's been a game changer for me. And because we love digging into these stories, it's a big part of what we do here on the podcast. I'm wondering if you can share with us what your big aha moment was with money and how you've used that to help others make their shifts.
2: Sure. So, um, well, it's interesting, right? So I had one big money aha on the personal finance side. And that's some of what I think drove my passion for starting the business in the first place. So um, I'll share that and then kind of... um, the aha, maybe that led to the business the compassion I have around the business finance, but I'll tell this as the main story. So my dad had a stroke when I was 21. I literally just graduated college a few months ago. And my parents had been divorced, and I was in charge of the finances. And it was so overwhelming. Like I, I don't know if you can remember what you're 21, but like mm. you know, like starting a new job in a new city, like in New York City, like all the things. And I was trying to navigate his health and everything. And <clears throat> I kind of band-aided things together, and then I refocused back on my job. Now, within a few years, I had developed this pretty destructive rinse and repeat cycle where I would like leave on a Monday and then come home on a Friday, and I would have a lot of mail <laughs> that would mm-hmm. pile up. And now I was managing all of mine, and I I had bought a two-family house in Boston, and I had all of his, and he was in an assisted living facility. And so <clears throat> it was a lot. And so I would come home on Friday to this huge stack of mail and then I would just put it on any dresser, drawer, basket, whatever I could find. Mm-hmm. Now you can start to see what will happen as this cycle yes. continues, right? And it just started to pile up and I just got super overwhelmed. It was like it, it, I hit tilt on something and I was like, I can't even deal. Now one day, my sister asked me like, hey, no, you have so much going on. You're on the road a lot is everything under control? And I couldn't keep living a lie. Like I couldn't just keep saying, oh yeah, I got it handled. And I think a lot of times we're just like, yeah, everything's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. it wasn't fine behind the scenes, right? Now she was uh, in college, so she didn't actually see what was happening here. So anyway, that weekend I come home from my last trip, and I did one of the scariest things, which was pull all of this bills and mail onto my dining room table. And mm-hmm. she, it was a lot. It was like eight bank accounts, you know, four credit cards, two properties. You know, you could have added a partridge in a pear tree, and then it would have been complete. Like it was just <laughs> so much to keep track. Yeah. And so then I piled it up my dining room table, and it was like three huge stacks of bills and mail. I felt like they were staring me down and I started to have a panic attack. Mm -hmm. So then like I, I got up and I start like pacing around the room. And then all of these talk about negative thoughts. All these negative thoughts came in. Like if my dad goes like, I didn't know it was so bad if he you know, as as you have more, by the way, they get more colorful with your bills. I was like, could my dad go to a doctor and they wouldn't see him? Could he get kicked out of the home that he was in? Like, could I get fired because I'm an accountant and this is like a mess behind the scenes? And then i just stopped i was like this is not going to be helpful for me right like breathe and i just i reminded myself it was like my come to jesus moment which is funny because i'm jewish but it was like that moment where i was like okay wait no one's gonna come in and save me like i was single at the time and it was almost like i was waiting for somebody to but i had to be my person you know to figure this out and i i could be successful in all these other areas of my life like what did it what would it take for me to also be successful in this area and so i phoned a friend she came over and helped me cuz i it was quite overwhelming just to get through everything to literally it was like so paralyzing i could barely open up all this mail and so she came over that weekend very scary phone call i asked her it was like pause it, it felt like minutes it was probably like 3 seconds it felt like minutes on the phone and then she's like sure i can come over tomorrow i was like deal and then she came over for like the next few weekends and then, you know, once a month and would just like, help me, because even though I was going through it, the mail kept coming. And so then um, we, we eventually got through it and it was about six months and I had developed a system and honestly, a new way of thinking about money at the time. And I could look my dad in the eye, I could look my sister. And I remember being at dinner one night and being like, it's handled Like, it is now in order, right? There is a system now so that everything is getting paid. Everything is current. And I didn't have to hide anymore from what was happening. And so I ended up, um, so that was when I was 28. And then as a part of getting his stuff in order, was also getting my own stuff in order, right? It was also like, what is that going to take? And then I... Became a self-made millionaire at 33, and then at 35, it gave me the freedom to take off a year and a half when I was in career transition and figure out what the heck I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Because I knew that I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing, but I also had no idea what that next step was going to be. And I I joked that I lived Eat, Pray, Love before it was actually a hit book and movie. Uh And I like went to India for a month and backpacked by myself and went to Costa Rica for a month and volunteered and like gave and did a ton of informational interviewing, you know, where you're like, are you my mother? Like, could I do what you do? And just met with people and then um, started meeting with financial advisors, actually, because I was like, oh, that could be good. Like, I I like money and I've liked money from an early age. Like I was like, um, bookkeeper, sort of like an office manager when I was 14. I used to like enjoy taking out my piggy bank accounting money. Like that was me. You know, I I liked money. I liked women. I liked problem solving. I was like, maybe I could do that. And then I almost took a financial advisor job. And I was like, but wait a second, I'm being compensated on how much money I'm managing. And for me, it was much more interesting to almost be like the financial therapist, like to help them figure out, like, why are you making $100,000 and broke? like yeah. what's what are what what's your thinking in between that's causing that outcome and so I turned down the financial advising jobs and then just a few months later I opened up own your money and that was in 2007 and if you fast forward now in 2008 right everybody was super skeptical by the way 2007 entrepreneurship is not what it is today and I um I was became very popular very fast once everything crashed in 2008. Like I was literally on our five o'clock news in Boston, talking on the day of the federal bailout, talking about financial stress and how we can be better with our money. Right. So my own avoidance story provides me with a lot of compassion for people when they need to look at their money or they have old stories with money and they think they can't do it or it's too overwhelming. And then that's when I started in 2007 and then in 2019 I pivoted the business to business finance. So I did personal finance for 12 years, created a lot of wrote the book, had a TV show actually in Boston back in the day and a radio show and like all the things and then ended up going down the business finance route. My second year in business I grossed $155,000 and I was like, "Oh, I'm the bomb.com." And I took home 2000 and I have a lot of compassion also for people who feel like everybody else is getting paid and I'm not because I don't understand the numbers in my business. Mm -hmm. And so if we, if we can always talk about that transition if you want to, but that was my big aha with money was like this big overwhelming moment. And I will say from PTSD, even now I can't let the piles of bills like stack up because I still get like heart palpitations. Um, Mm -hmm. So now I just created systems so that that doesn't happen.
0: I think so many people relate to that of the overwhelm that comes with money. It's there's there's fear and there's self talk around it, but there's also mm-hmm. just it's it can feel like a lot.
1: Uh, Belinda, you you work with women business owners. Um, what led you to working with this particular group of clients, uh, or put in our career clarity program language, what brought you to this career sweet spot? So. It's interesting. When I did personal finance,
2: I worked with women and then I worked with couples as well. And then when I came into the business owner space, I felt like female business owners had an extra set of unique challenges, kind of like I think women do. I'm assuming, do you work more with women too in career clarity as well?
0: Yeah. So in the career clarity program, it's probably about a 70-30 split. I'd say with, yeah. with, with women, but we have some amazing men who are part of the program too. Uh, but because they're yeah, smart, we, they
2: also want to work with you. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's great. I think we, we've we really focused on working a lot with with the moms at first, but then we heard from more and more dads that were saying, well, I also want fulfillment and flexibility so that I can be the parent that I want to be and the professional that I want to be. I'm like, oh, Of course you belong in here, come on in. Um, but right. a, a lot of our members are women.
2: Yeah. And, and so what I found, though, especially in the business space, is that women have a whole extra set of challenges that I really related to. I think the other piece is I'm a mom, you know, as we talked about, like I'm an eight and a 10 year old, and I feel really connected to helping moms in particular mm-hmm. figure this out because I don't want it to be where moms feel like they have to choose right between time with their family and time working and that there is a way to harmonize it. You know, like I remember, Becca, when you were in the program, it was like, okay, gotta be out by three. Like they're coming off the bus. And that was a priority for you. It's probably Mm -hmm. judging from the podcast I've listened to, it's still a priority for you, you know? And, And I love that. Right. It's like finding the way that we can create the business and still be able to be there for a family and have them thrive and we can role model for them what's possible with entrepreneurship because when a lot of us grew up like entrepreneurship just wasn't what it is today as a real possibility
0: and i can say i felt very at home in Cashflow flow ceo <laughs> and uh, supported in the things that i held as as clear priorities while also being able to work with you to Raise my rates, make more profit, hire team members, uh, scale my offerings. There were so many amazing things that came out of releasing some of this money issues that I had, but then also getting down to to brass tacks, really about what are some of the systems and processes I need to figure out what those next steps are. So those are that's my success story with with your mm-hmm. program. But I'm wondering if you can tell us uh, about some of the other successes that you've seen from your clients. And, and I love
2: how you all use storytelling, by the way, and like examples in your podcast, because I feel like that's what we can connect with, you know? Yes. And I love that you did all those things. And, and part of it was that mindset shift that you made, right? Like money, I can talk about money. I can talk about money for me I talk about money with my clients. And then, like, I remember the first time that you started talking about it, and then your client got this huge raise, and you're like, hey, this works, like not just for me, but for them. Like how fun is this? Ripple
0: effects, yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Right, right, completely. And um, yeah, I was thinking of um, this one client. um, There were a lot of clients that came to mind when I was thinking about stories that we could Mm -hmm. talk about. And so one of them is um, Justine. And she started out and she had a business that was successful that was on like YouTube and sponsorships. And she was making her money, but she wanted to do more coaching. And her coaching was underpriced at the time. And she just didn't quite feel confident yet in the program. And it was like $350 for three months. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I know it can be hired. She's like, do you think I can do 500? And I was like, I think the next bump is 997. And so then but but here's the thing, a lot of times and I'm not the person that's like, just double your rates. It's like, how do you create a program? Because my clients have high integrity, right? It's like, you don't want to just throw out a number that you don't feel aligned with because then you won't sell it well anyway. So mm. it was, okay, what would a 997 program look like? And we scoped out the offer and we formalized the framework of what she was going to do with them over the time and what they were going to get and the transformation from like A to B over that three months together. So then she puts it out at 997. She sold it out in a week. It was eight spots that she had. And mm. then she's like, okay, I'm ready to do this. Let's raise the price. So then yeah. she started turning 1297 and then she sold out another eight. And so basically in a month, she made like $18,000 plus plus. and the best part, honestly, was her transformation, right? Because now she was no longer like a hundred dollar coach. Now she's a thousand dollar coach, yeah. right? And it was seeing her own, her own expertise in this totally different way. And she has a toddler and she wants another baby, you know, and now it's like, okay, I can see the path to growth and still be able to manage my life and have the business that I want mm-hmm. that feels really aligned. And so she's just totally, she calls it like her bridge year. She's It's like from before and after, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of it is how she's really stepped into um, herself as a business owner and an authority, you know, like a thought leader mm-hmm. and a woman that can really coach and serve. And so that's been really fun to see that evolution and just see what was possible once she owned her expertise in that way, right? And was able to monetize it, you know, three to four times what she had been doing before.
0: The services <laughs> and the changes that you're able to help people to, to implement. I think it's just the, the ripple effects, like I mentioned, are, are huge.
1: Uh, so, and it's an exciting oh. time for you because you have some amazing free webinars coming up. Uh, can you tell us I more do. about what to expect from those sessions?
2: I do, I do. And so it's like if you've, if if you have a business, you know, if you want to, you know, I, I ended up getting into working with business owners, because I found that in the personal finance space, I kind of got tired of telling people like, just go make more money, like go get another job, ask for a raise, ask for a promotion. And then it was like, or you could start a side hustle. And then it's, you know, it's important to remember that as an entrepreneur, you have this unlimited ability to make money. But a lot of times they don't know how to tap into that ability right it's kind of like they're digging the well and they don't know how to pump the profits out right like how to really do that effectively and so this new um workshop that we have next week these webinars are all about what i call high profit offers and so it's recognizing that as you're growing it's not just about more revenue because i think that that's what we think almost like more salary is better it's just more revenue that i care about and what i want to stop is really teach you how do you make sure that you have profit associated with the revenue that you're creating right with what you're selling. So they're called um, the webinars are all about these high profit offers that can actually help you create a salary that funds your life. (laughs) I think too often, we don't know how to do that. And um, extra little aside, I have this pay yourself calculator, I'll give you guys the link for where you figure out like, what's the revenue that I want to make so that I can pay myself, right. And then this masterclass will show you, okay, what are the offers you could sell to achieve that level of revenue in a way that makes sure that there's enough for you? Because too often we take the scraps. It's like we don't plan the profit. And then it's like a happy accident when we get paid. I don't want that for our students. I want people to realize like, wait a second, what do I want to make? How do I get intentional about making that happen? So um, I haven't offered this before. I mean, I teach this inside the program, but I haven't pulled this out before to really teach you not just high ticket offers, like they're not just high priced, but they're high profit so that you can actually make the revenue, but also work less doing it. Doesn't that sound good? <laughs> you can Like earn more, right? And actually- It is good. I've done because... it. <laughs> because you're selling like more of the right things at the right price. And we're going to have that conversation in a whole new way and really disconnect effort from, from the money that we make. And I think that we teach ourselves that at a very early age, and we're going to start to open up that conversation and really take you through these three offer types that I feel like all of the businesses, particularly the ones growing and scaling need to have so that they can grow without the burnout.
0: Mm -hmm. And, I will tell you I use Belinda's spreadsheets weekly. Amazing. I, I, I was in that. your program like a few years ago. I still to this day I, I have like multiple copies of like the spreadsheets that I used in your program and I have them bookmarked. I use your spreadsheets all the time. So they're so good. Talk about that making math so happy. <laughs> making math easier. That's what Belinda does. So uh we're going to include all those links to the upcoming webinars, to the Pay Yourself Calculator, to all the goods that you're wanting to share with our audience, which is amazing. Um, We always like to ask this question to our guest, Belinda, as we kind of close up, because our podcast is called When Mommy Grows Up, and we are big believers in continuing to grow up. There's not this imaginary grown-up, not grown-up line. So what Mm -hmm. does this idea of continuing to grow up mean to you? Yeah, I love this.
2: And I love the idea of it because I feel like it really speaks to the evolution that we're all going through. Right. And the opportunity that we have, like one of my core values and our company core value is, it is growth and excellence. And I feel like it's, it's, I'm constantly like listening to a new book on audible or reading something that really speaks to me. And I think that it's this opportunity we have to not ever feel stuck. Like we always have this chance to keep learning, to keep growing. Um, It's kind of like, you know, our kids learn in school, like the growth mindset, you know, it's to remind ourselves, like, it's not that you don't know this, it's that you just don't know this yet. And so I, I'm constantly being like, just open and receptive and knowing that I enjoy the learning too. Like that's part of who I am. And for me to keep growing up is to keep finding new levels of depth in myself. Right. And new a new understanding that keeps me inspired and excited about what I'm doing and how I'm helping women.
1: Mm -hmm. The power of yet. I love that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Belinda. (laughs) And we're going to have all the the links uh, in the show notes. um, But where can folks find you and follow along with your work?
2: So I will say that Instagram is my main squeeze, so to speak. Um, so I'm at own your money on Instagram. You know, take a picture of the podcast, tag us, I will reshare it. We'll like keep spreading the the value here of what we're creating. So Instagram is my main place. Um not really Facebook anymore, not really threads, not really TikTok, like Instagram is the place to go. And I I post a lot of interesting clips and videos and tips and really like ways to think differently about money, especially for the entrepreneur. To um, you know, keep opening themselves up to what their next level is. So I'll see you on Instagram and um, and on email um, is my second part. So when you grab the calculator, then we'll we'll connect there too.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Belinda, for being here. We were thrilled to have you, and hope that everyone goes and finds you at Own Your Money. Thank you. This was so
2: fun. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to When Mommy Grows Up. If you're interested in learning more about how career coaching can help you along your journey of growing up as a mom and professional, head over to nextchaptercareers.us, where you'll also find the free just
1: right job match quiz. You can contact us at podcast at nextchaptercareers.us if you have questions, comments, or want to share your story for some coaching on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be here every week with coaching stories and two mum friends in your corner.